I listen to a lot of politics podcasts. I, I take a break from big gaming and I just listen to political stuff, man. You know, so change of pace. Very. <laughs> I watch the Westminster Dog Show every year. Like. <laughs> <laughs> when I found that out, I was dying. I was like, "Are you for real?" Oh, no, it's like clockwork. Like it, once that show comes on, <laughs> pop on the couch. Don't bother me. Leave me alone for three hours. I'm watching the hound. I'm watching the hounds. Uh, is it gonna be a beagle? Is it gonna be a Basenji? Who won last year? Uh, depending on which, depending on which breed. Okay. Wow, he's deep with this man. Parish, you got to top that. German Shepherd, by the way. So I'm heading over to CBS Radio. I'm in the car. I'll be there in about 15 to 20 minutes to meet up with Danny Pena. He invited me there uh, a couple of weeks ago. He said, hey, I'm going to be in LA, and do you want to come check it out? And this wouldn't have happened, obviously, if I hadn't had the podcast, if I hadn't interviewed him and if I hadn't made a good connection with him where he felt like trust trusting enough to invite me over to CBS and so I don't know uh, what's gonna happen or if we're gonna just watch something or record an episode but I'm excited I'm excited because this is something new this is something that keeps the podcast interesting this is something where I'm going to continue and deepen my relationship with a previous guest and someone that I, whose work I respect, and it's just cool because, because you have to, you know, celebrate these small wins, and understand that this is a long game. If you're serious about podcasting, that you're playing, that I'm playing at least, because I don't want to think about a point where I just get tired of doing this and it just becomes like a job. Because that's what I left, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to feel like that anymore. And so this is interesting because it's just something different that I didn't see coming, and you know, it, it just made me. It, it may make me think differently about how I uh, engage with guests, or maybe not, or maybe give me ideas or give me inspiration. Of, you know, being in, in CBS Radio, I may be inspired to do some more things that are, that are of that caliber. So. Uh, I just wanted to record this this quick audio, and uh, this may be the only intro, um, or I may just record something when I get there to let you know what I'm in for. But I'm excited. I don't know what's uh, what I'm going to be recording actually, and if any of this will make its way into the episode. But it, it's it's fun. I got a smile on my face, and uh, it's a true because of my podcast story. Yeah, whenever you're ready, you're the, you're the host. You're the host, man. It's all in Spanish, so you're going to go there. Hola, ¿cómo está aquí? Tres preguntas para ustedes. ¿Dónde está un lápiz? So, you know, it's, it's a soft open, so nothing formal. But okay. uh, as you guys know, I had, had the chance to have a long conversation with Danny on Podcast Junkies, and I'm really glad to be here. And nice to see that dynamic between the three of y'all. I, I did get to listen to a couple episodes when I was getting ready for the conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to freestyle. There's no like set questions, but I, okay. I think the way I want to kick it off and, and I'm, and I'm wondering, and you guys could jump in. I'll, I'll have maybe questions specifically for you, but if you feel like you have a point on, on something I asked, just jump in. But I, what I'm really fascinated by and interested by is this 
trust level that I feel like you guys have. And obviously, first, Danny, with bringing you guys on board. But I'm wondering if either Peter Paris could kick it off by talking about how important it is uh, in terms of the relationship you guys have and, and, and what trust plays as a part of that. I'd, I'd probably say it's the daily communication. I mean, I have friends that I've known for longer, um, like my best man at my wedding was one of my best friends, Adam. I talk to him every couple of weeks. You know, I reach out, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, and just to say hello and, you know, keep in contact with these two knuckleheads. I'm, we're, we're chatting. We chat so often that our wives and girlfriends probably wonder, you know, you know, why are you guys always talking? Like I, I could be at dinner and I'm like sending a message to them while I'm sitting with my daughter and my son eating. And it's the same with him. I call him and uh, every time I talk to him, he's at a drive through. I know the, <laughs> it is very true. And the only reason you know this is because you're always in contact with them. Right. So you're all, it's, it's that, that trust level is built from just constant communication. And there's times where we could probably finish each other's sentences. Cause we know what we're, we know what the other is thinking. Paris. I would go along the lines of what, what Pete is saying. It, it is weird how it happened here. I'd say in the, what past two years or so we opened up maybe even three, but we opened up a uh, Google hangout chat just so we could kind of communicate during the week about the podcast and things like that. And it just organically over a period of time just turned into this vehicle of communication that all three of us and even I'll throw Mandy and David in there too. We're just friends of ours. Mandy used to be on the podcast um, before she took a job in industry where we're just, we're, it's this brotherhood and the sisterhood where we're always communicating. When I get up in the morning, one of the first things I look at is the chat to see what happened, to see same, what's going on, here. who made a joke about who or, you know, whatever. And things like here, E3, we're, we're planning in there. Danny and I a lot talk on the phone, usually kind of on our commutes home, you know, just to see what's going on. Hey, did you try and contact this person to get this interview or to get this game or whatever? And we're, we're always in this contact. We're always in each other's lives on a professional level and on a personal level to where, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're, they're two of my best friends ever. And it's, and just, it just happened. It wasn't something that was forced or anything. It just naturally happened. And, and I think that's why the dynamic works so yeah. well, because it wasn't a forced or do it never yeah. felt contrived in any way. It was just a natural progression. It just natively developed, Yeah, you know, just out of, you know, the communal love for video games and just, we have a lot of mutual interests. So that helps. So D Danny, does the relationship you have with Pete in Paris, when you put that in contrast with other types of relationships you have outside of this, you know, is it is is the the, the change really that drastic for you when you when you compare what you have with them with what what you might have outside of this? It is because I talk to them twenty four seven, and I trust them. Like to me, they're they're like my brothers. You know, um, they seen my struggle. They they've been there. Like when I had. Um, like personal problems in the past, you know, and, and the thing is too, I, and I always mention this about this, that they motivate me to become a better podcaster, a better communicator, better uh, person that to get contacts and interviews. And it's because of them, they motivate me, you know, and I feel like we motivate each other to be better, you know? So I, I there's people that I'm cool with, but I'm not, it's not like in this level like this, man, you know, it's a, 
Oh, no, I, no, I saw you going to this. I stopped. I was waiting to keep him in, but <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want to it's stop so good. No, I was just going to say, and, and I think I've told you this before, but it's not something I've talked about publicly. Mm-hmm. You, you might find this shocking, but uh, I'm actually a, a kind of a shy person. Like, I don't, it, 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 it's hard for me to approach people on my own. If you get me going, I'm fi- I know that sounds crazy and I'm saying this. But if you get me going, then I'm fine. Yeah, I'm I'm being 100% serious. The reason I bring that up is, is like being in a setting like here at E3 where you have to do an interview face to face with people and approach people and just get that whole social dynamic going. Mm-hmm. I used to be very hesitant to do that. It was a very scary experience for me to do something like that. But these guys kind of, I won't say forced me, but they pushed me to get out of my comfort zone on that. And it was like, you know what? There's just people like we are. It doesn't mean go talk to them. Go hug it out. Go ask for, you know, if I can get access to this or whatever. If they say no, that's all right. No, whatever. Your life's still going to go on. You're you're still going to be fine. So, you know, you guys probably don't realize that, but but it's true. I mean, even though I was doing the podcast before being on, on GTR, I always had that that feeling of 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 shyness, like afraid, like I actually wanted to go talk to people. And I almost feel like, you know, you guys help, help get me out of my shell of that. Like even at E3 this year, just all the different people that, that know me or I know them and we're hugging it out and we're talking and we're getting (laughs) interviews and doing all this kind of stuff. Four or five years ago, I'd have never done that. One of the things I thought was interesting is that you had the interview with Aisha Tyler, right? Yeah. And so can you talk a little bit about how that, that that arc has been because if you are saying that you are in fact someone that's shy oh that God. must have been a, a crazy you know, moment and, and, and here it is this is a true story mm-hmm. and i have to take you back to something else that happened the year before so you'll understand <laughs> I know so yeah you know so bonnie ross is kind of she works for 343 industries the halo series at microsoft right we were in a behind closed door meeting they were showing off the master chief collection she was talking and all this and then danny was like should, should we interview her? And I'm like, okay, if you want to go talk to her, go talk to her. And we get up to her and all of a sudden he looks at me, he goes, Paris, my voice, I can't, you, she's already there waiting for someone to talk. And I was got put on the spot <laughs> and I just, I had to wing it inside. My heart was just, I was so nervous and afraid because I wasn't prepared. I, I'm the type of person I like to make sure I'm prepared and have it, have my notes and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't have it. I had to be very spontaneous. I've never listened to it. I've never listened <laughs> still, still to this day, still to this day. But yeah, very everyone, true. everyone tells me yeah. it came out great. Well, last year, and this is even before the Aisha thing, we actually saw Bonnie Ross and I got to talk to her and it turns out she was just as nervous as I was, you know, to do interviews. And it made me realize again, it's just people, man. Yeah. It's yeah. just people. So flash forward to the Aisha Tyler thing. I was nervous at first. I was like, oh man. And this Aisha Tyler, you know, this is someone I've watched on television for years. I, I don't know if I can talk to her. Mm-hmm. And again, Danny's is right there at the recorder. Okay, let's go. And it's like, I'm on the spot. And it's like, well, you got to go. And it just clicked. And I just ran with it and went. And yeah. it wound up being a, a fantastic conversation. Yeah. We, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. And I would say ever since then, I, I never, I, you, you can't let yourself get intimidated by this stuff. Yeah. You just... They're like, again, they're just people, yeah. you know? And, and the thing is too, sometimes like at E3, we have stuff already prepared, what's coming. But just like today, we had like two interviews that just happened randomly, like out of nowhere. And if you got an opportunity like that, you got to go for it. Even if it's not perfect, 
you had to take advantage of that, you know? So talking to Paris, he was like, man, this interview came out pretty good. You know, with, with, uh, we interviewed uh, Deej. He's uh, the community manager for Bungie. It's a Destiny, a Destiny game. It's really, really popular. And P, uh, P, he interviewed one of the developers that worked on Call of Duty. That was not planned. That just happened, like, us on the side, like, trying to get, like, <clears throat> last-minute appointments to see if we get, like, an interview and stuff. So that's one thing that we're really good at. We hustle. Like, we work really, really hard. But we looked at each other like, okay, let's see this. At the moment... And then everything worked out, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but that comes from what, like, what he's saying. That just comes from years of working together. And I kind of know, I know how he's going to react to something. He knows how I'm going to react to something. And we just kind of dynamically go on with it. Because even a few nights ago, we had an interview for the new game Titanfall Two, and we got to talk to uh, someone that we had talked to a few years ago for the original game. So we already had a little bit of a comfort level with him. That wind up, we went for what 25 minutes or something talking yeah. to him. And then we also got to talk to the head of Respawn Entertainment as well. And again, it was just, it was, that one was completely unplanned. We didn't even know what was going to happen. It was just like, all you right, just showed we, up. we got to go <laughs> yeah. and you just do it. And, and, and guess what happened? They said it was one of their best interviews. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. They, they loved it. They loved, cause I, I, I think where that comes, comes from again, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is I feel like, you know, I'm asking the questions I want to if I want to know about first first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. These these are the things that I do, but I'm not. I I, I feel like I'm I, I'm trying to always be genuine when when I'm talking to someone that I'm like, hey, I really like your game, or if there's something critical about your game, I'm not afraid to say, you know, I didn't like this, but I'm gonna say I didn't like it because of this, and I feel like the people we talk to respect that. And then they want us to come back and talk to them again because I think it's refreshing for them to not just get a cookie cutter. Hey, your game is great. Hey, this thing is great. High five every time. And at the, on the flip side, they don't also want to hear your game sucks. Your game sucks. Your game sucks with no explanation as to, all right, well, what do you want us to do to resolve that issue? I think they want the yin and the yang of that. You know what I mean? And, and it works. And, and I think that's where we get these genuine conversation from because I, I don't even like to call it an interview i just like we're, we're just having a conversation we're just talking mm-hmm. you know it just so happens we're talking about something that you've created or that you're trying to sell to the masses and i'm trying to find out more information about it you know and, and it just goes that way it's a two-way street part of that just comes from being honest yeah just find yeah. out just just be completely and you don't even have to be brutally honest because a lot of it is how you say it not what you say but just yeah you just just ask the you just ask a question like you said like what would you want to know? What do you think other people want to know? And then just go from there. Just let the conversation flow. Yeah, what I think is important that you guys are doing is you're putting yourself and you're always having the hat on of the, the gamer. And, you know, you guys remember what it was like when you, you were getting started and maybe you were reading a, a, a magazine on gaming or, you know, if, if there was podcasting before you connected with Danny and there was always this excitement about, you know, this industry or this particular game. And it seems like you haven't lost that, that that freshness or that energy or that enthusiasm. And you kind, of, you kind of have that in the back of your mind as you're asking these questions to these folks and you're having these conversations with them. You always have that sort of, you know, you're, you're there as a representative of the people who are listening to the show, right? And, you know, they're, they're, you're their ambassadors and you have the mics and you have the, the exposure and you have the access to these people. And I think what's important, what I've, you know, what I've noticed is that you're not losing, uh, that connection and, and that, that, you know, that just excitement about coming in day in and doing this day in and day out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, look, I, I mention this all the time. I still feel <clears throat> the same kid from 2001 when I started recording on cassettes. Like, I still feel the same. Still excited. Still having fun. The day I'm not having fun, that's the day I'm going to stop. You know, but being with, with P in Paris, like, it just... I, personally, every year it gets better and better, man. You know, every year we're having a blast, you know, with E3 and, and when we attend different events and when we do interviews, when we record every night. You know, there's some days I'm like super tired from work. Get home. They're ready to record. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, all right, let's 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 record for like 30 minutes. All right, and we'll, we're done. And then we check. It's like over an hour. Yeah. And it's it just... It just, I don't know, it just happens, man, well, <laughs> every single time. I think that's thats the key word that he's saying is, I feel like we genuinely have fun being around each other and talking with each other. Like, we had an episode last week before E3 where, you know, we're making predictions on what's going to happen and things like that. Mm-hmm. And Danny made a, this prediction that I just thought was the craziest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And I just started laughing and I could not stop laughing I, to the point I couldn't breathe. And we just went on and on about it. Yeah. And it, it, it wound up being just one of the funniest things ever. So ever. much so the feedback that we're getting from the listeners, they could hear the joy that we were having record yeah. that. And it's created all these catchphrases and things that we're getting. And, you know, we even created like this little funny segment. We call it with originally it was called Miss Cleo. Remember the old, psychic thing but because of copyright we call it miss leo now so we have people that call in with their miss leo predictions and stuff yeah. like that it's just it, it it's it's great that we've created this content yeah. and that you know we have this interactive audience now involved in it and it i think it just like he's saying it just makes the show better and like we we have fun you know uh Petey you mentioned you have the, a, a daughter and a, and a son. Yes. So I'm I'm wondering, do you are they of the age or when they get to the age? Are you? What are your thoughts about the conversation you have about what's possible in this world? Because I, you know, I think back to conversations about what we want to be when we grow up, right? And things like this weren't in our realm of possibility at the time. You know, when when I grew up, it's like, oh, I want to be a podcaster. <laughs> like, what? I don't even know. Yeah. In, in I grew up. Uh, uh, in the eighties is like, what is that? Like, so I'm wondering, you know, cause since you mentioned that, if you, if you've thought about that and given some thought about, you know, uh, the, the potential for, for what is possible, you know, for new generations. I, I've had the conversation with my son. He's a 17 year old junior in high school. And, uh, it, it's, it's come across, it's, it's, it's been discussed, you know, he loves the, he loves the video game industry. We tried to give him an opportunity to come out to be a production assistant with us at E3 this year. <clears throat> I put the responsibility of getting a state ID so that he could get credentials, but I let him get that own. I let him have that failure to learn the lesson, mm. you know, so, you know, hopefully he'll do it next year. Actually, he'll be in college, so maybe he won't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had that discussion about, you know, do you want to do, you know, content creation for like YouTube or something like that? Cause he loves doing it. I've me and my wife have sat and watched him play video games and his reactions and his muecas and like just his, his little intricacies while playing we found it entertaining. If me and, I mean, Grant, yes, we're biased, but if we could find that entertaining, I'm sure somebody else would. And that's just how that whole content creation ball starts to roll. Um, with my daughter, she's a little more shy. And there's been instances where she doesn't want to do like a, like a performance for like, you know, whether it's piano or violin or she didn't want to do any of that for school because she was afraid to fail. 
And that was one of the things that we had to press upon. And it's like, look, that's the only way you're going to succeed is by failing. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, Mm -hmm. that kind of comes across as well for us. Um, you, you only get better. You take those, that's how you, that's how you grow. That's how you evolve as a human being. And that's how you evolve that skill set is by, is by learning from your past mistakes. Cause you will fail. There's, I don't, you can't show me a successful person that's never failed. It just doesn't, that's, it's a requirement to succeed. You have to have those, those failures. And that's, it's, it, it's, it's just part of the evolution of what you do, whether it's your skill set, if you're going to be a garbage man, be the best garbage man you can be. Sure. You know, that, that's something my dad always told me. But yeah, it, it, anybody can do it. I mean, we can do it. <clears throat> I mean, we, we've had some uh, you know, moderate success doing this as a part-time thing. You know, that's also another joke that you know, we have internally. We're part-time podcasters, but that, can, that this thing that we do can help support, bring us together here at, you know, Los Angeles to, mm-hmm. to do something like this. We're usually the interviewers. We're the ones now being interviewed by you. So it, it's that whole transition. That it's, again, it's the evolution of creating content. And mm-hmm. don't be afraid to fail. You will fail. It's what you do with that failure and that experience to, you know, so that you don't make the same mistakes twice. That's, that's the key. That's really important. I'm wondering a, a lot of the things that you talked about, uh, you know, Danny mentioned the fact that you go on, you know, you do on these press junkets or you're doing these interviews. These were like skills that I imagine you guys had no experience with when you got Zero. started, right? Zero. Zero. So yeah. can you talk, a, and, and it's hard sometimes you, you maybe take it for granted because you guys are getting, you've gotten so good at it that it might, it may be second nature, but can you think about that journey of like mm-hmm. how it was when you didn't know anything and now the fact that it's second nature to you well the first time i ever recorded an interview was 2001 xbox event in new york and i remember holding the tape recorder and i was shaking because i was super nervous i didn't know what to say and and all this stuff man but throughout the years i got better and better and then i realized man let's just have a conversation instead of this media type questions uh, or or clickbait questions you know there's interviews that is just the vibe has been good and listeners picks it up and it just goes around. People are sharing it. Media picks it up. Headlines on like major media outlets and stuff because of our interview, you know, and um, and that, I, I'm wondering, like, I can't remember exactly. Paris, who was the first person you interviewed back in back in the days? The that's a pocket. Oh, man. <clears throat> okay, that's, I don't think my old mind can go that far. The first person I interviewed... Wow, I can't even remember you can't remember anymore. It? No, actually, I do know. Who was Nero? Nero? Destructor. From Destructor? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That okay. was the first person we ever interviewed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And how was that? Pretty sure it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I shudder to even think, yeah. how, although, you know, how those early podcasts used to sound. Um, I guess to go off of what you're saying from my point of view, I just try to prepare. I mean, if we know we're talking to someone and I have time, I try to lay out just a flow of questions, some things that are naturally going to progress from one to the other. And not that I'm reading things word for word, but just bullet points, notes to kind of know the direction that I want to take a conversation and always be ready to be be spontaneous if need be. Like if they say a key phrase or word or something Oh, well, what about this? And then I might tangent off into that. But then I have the notes there to kind of get back on track and make sure I hit those key things before you get to an end of an interview. So, I mean, but then like 
like Danny was saying, like we're talking just even here at E3, you have these surprise things that you weren't even prepared for. So then, you know, you just go with the flow at yeah. that point, just trying to do the best you can. And again, it just it just comes down to practice makes perfect. Just the more you do it, the better you're going to get. And P has a crazy story. Remember the first time I sent you an event? Yeah, I was actually I was, <laughs> waiting, for my, I was waiting for my time. Thanks for stealing my shine. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Let's we'll we'll take we'll take it back a couple of months prior to that. Um, I met Danny through my current wife, right? Uh, my wife Alicia met you know was working at Discovery Latin America where Danny worked, mm-hmm. and we we were dating at the time. And she was like, "Oh yeah, you know my my boyfriend would uh, you know would get along with you great. You both love video games. You know you guys should get together and hang out one day." So that turned into me being on one of his podcasts as a guest, I think number 95, 92, 95 or something like that. I remember it was so long. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's 570 something now. Right. Yeah. Um, so that progressed into one day, you know, I was, I was running this website for my gaming team at the time. And, you know, I, it, there was, I wanted to do more, you know, it was just playing video games was one thing, but I wanted to do more with the whole video game industry. And I kept bugging him. I was like, Hey man, let me, let me write for you. Let me, I want to, I want to do something. Let me, how can I help you? You know, I want to do something. And he, he I'm sure he was just like, Oh, this dude just keeps bothering me. Just leave me, alone, just leave me alone. And again, the hustle, you know, you just got to keep pressing and keep pressing, whether it's out of niceness or they just give up you, you know, you got to break them down. And he was like, all right, fine. You want to get in? What are you doing next Friday? Uh, I don't know why. No, actually, it was like a Tuesday or something like that. You're yeah, like, hey, it was well, like a middle week. Yeah. yeah, what are you doing? Oh, uh, I don't know why. He's like, all right, well, uh, you're going to LA, or no, you're going to Redwood Shores. You're going to EA Studio Showcase 2007. Okay, what 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 I got to do? He's like, all right, you're gonna go out there. It's gonna be EA's, you know, summer showcase. They're gonna highlight all of their games coming out for the next calendar year. Or you got to go out there and do coverage. And I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, I can do it. You know, that's my, that's my inner, you know, salesman guy. Yeah, I can do it. And then I'll, 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 I'll push and fight my way through it. And so I get to, I get to San Francisco, get to Redwood Shores campus, get to the hotel, check in. I get downstairs to the bar and there's a whole bunch of people. I'm like, I know nobody here. What am I going to do? <clears throat> so I sit down at one of the tables and this other guy sits down. Um, we start chopping it up, politicking, talking about, you know, the, the rise of music based video games. It was, you know, guitar hero versus rock band, blah, blah, blah. And so we're sitting there talking 45 minutes to an hour and it was just a phenomenal conversation. And at the end I'm like, Oh, by the way, what's your name? He's like, Oh yeah. Sh- uh, Sean Francois community manager for harmonics. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Oh my God, my recorder's upstairs in my bag. I had no idea that I could have met anybody from the industry. Probably my best interview right there. Never happened. Hmm. That made me learn a hard lesson that day. Always be ready. Always, always. be prepared. Because you never know who you're going to meet. It could be in another. Actually, even worse than that. Yesterday, the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know what's about to happen. So yesterday, we're at uh, this industry party that happens at every E3. Uh, thrown by uh, Michael Pactor from Wedbush Securities. Um Everybody, I guess you could say the, the big wigs of the video game industry, if you're if you're known or you have a big name, you're 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 invited and you probably will be there or have been there. <clears throat> I'm at the bar having a, you know, waiting for the bartender gentleman, older gentleman comes up, you know, comes up next to him. Like, hey, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Blah, blah, blah. We start talking a few minutes. Um, I, I finally get my drink. I'm like, all right, well, you know, nice chatting with you. Have a nice night. I turn around and walk away. 
as we're heading here to record the next episode, I'm like going through my Twitter feed of, you know, seeing what's going on in the industry. And I see a buddy of mine, Kevin, with the same guy. I'm like, oh, who is this guy? Warren Spector. Oh my God. I can't believe legend, that. A legend. Legend. He's a legend in, in the industry. Legend. A legend in the legend. industry. And I, I, I just, again, it's just a conversation, right? Yeah. But yeah. I was sitting there with one of the most key influencers in technology and video games ever. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> so why, again, why does that hurt, Danny? That was, uh, I mean, to me, is not the right time to record and enter in that type of environment. But, no, but it's an but opportunity to, in, to, to, yeah, in, yeah. to introduce yourself, see how, you know, yeah. just just say hello and see where it goes. I exactly. Could, you know, exactly. maybe maybe line something up for the future. And if not, hey, that's I, I got I, to speak to Warren yeah, Spector, right? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Uh, Paris was joking about being too old. I was, I was thinking about this idea of this, this generational uh shift right because you guys, you guys have been doing this 10 years i'm sure gaming has changed dramatically and i'm wondering if you guys you know feel like you're there's this need to always be on the edge and obviously this is why you come to these conferences but is is do you get a feeling that sometimes it's moving so fast that there's some so crazy stuff happening with you know new platforms or even just new technologies you know virtual reality and all this stuff it's all, all the time, man. I mean, I mean, they're into like the whole PC stuff and that's always changing <laughs> almost monthly and stuff, you know? So yeah, like thinking about it, when I started, there was no social media, you know, there was no, there was no YouTube, none of that stuff. And look, but at the same time, we do our research. We know what it's about. Like we know how to use it. You know, it's not like that. There's a lot of people that are older than us. They don't know how to use social media. Mm-hmm. They, uh, not all of them, but some, you know, so little things like that. I think it's important to at least learn the, the stuff that's going on now, especially with gaming. It's always changing. Look, VR is like the big thing now. It wasn't like that five, seven years ago at all, you know, so it's changing constantly, man. It's crazy. And it's sometimes it's, it's even hard for us to keep up, man, because there's like so many things going on, you know, so I don't know if you guys agree with it with me or not, but. No, no. Okay. <laughs> you know it, it. It's funny what, what Pete just did. Uh, and obviously, I won't say what we say. But if people could read our Google Hangout chats, and if they could actually, we have a person that is outside our group that's been staying with us this week, and that person's been observing our dynamic, yeah. and it's like. It, it it's hilarious the way we talk to each other. It is the most mean spirited <laughs> stuff you would ever hear. You would never talk to another person like that. Yeah. But I think we all talk to each other that way because that that brotherhood and that love is there, and that's how we express it. Yep. You know, you know what I mean? Because I'm not gonna wake up in the morning and go, "Hey, Danny, love your brother." No, I'm gonna <laughs> say something completely the opposite. You know what I mean? But that's where this this dynamic has has gone over over these past few years and. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't know where it's going to it's going to end. But, you know, it's for what it is right now. I, I, I think it's really good. And it's it's something special, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Have you given some thought to because of everything that you've learned, been trained on exposure, experience, like how that's shifted about what you think is possible for you or you know for you, PD, in the future? I mean, we talk about. We're our next steps, what we need to do. I think 
a lot. I know a lot of what holds it back is the fact that we have families, we have, you know, kids, <clears throat> other careers, things like that, to where I can't give 100%, 110% of myself to doing this. And it does limit, or at least me, I'm not, I can't speak for these guys, but it, it limits me and what I think the potential of, of what I could do in this whole gaming industry and podcasting and streaming and all that because I just simply don't have the time but I think I give my all with the time that I do have and I think we've we've maximized that time and and gotten the most out of it you know what I mean have we left things on the table probably could we do more probably but you know there's other priorities in life that we can't necessarily sacrifice to be able to do it at least today Mm -hmm. totally agree do you want to add anything no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly. I probably, I probably would not have said it any better than that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Paris. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only see the dynamic between the three in the studio, it's something fun to watch. I'm yeah. wondering if you, if when you think about the, what you're doing here and is there, I always like to ask if there's someone who's in your life who like would see like what you're doing now who knows you, who maybe grew up with you and would be like surprised that like, this is an aspect of your life right now. Mm. Our parents. <laughs> I was just, I grew, my first instinct was like my mom, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I mean, I know like, I know Danny's, uh, when Danny got, you know, nominated and won the, the, the his awards, um, Oh, the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, I know you showed it to your to your old man, and you know, he, you guys had that special moment. I know, I, I have vivid memories of my dad yelling at me to get off the stupid box. You know, hey, hey, I, countless, I, countless. I've been through times. that too, man, many times. <clears throat> and now he's the first one to come. Oh, look, my son's in the newspaper. Look, my son's in CBS radio thing. He's the first one to yell and show off to his friends that yeah. I'm doing something in the video game industry. The same thing that he always encouraged me to get away from. And now it's that it's that it's that trophy for him of look what my son can do with video games. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it. I, I it's it's great. It's kind of like that one up on your old man that you always wanted to get. So I you know, but I love it. It's it, it's cool that our parents can have that proud moment yeah. experience yeah. Um, for their children because they're doing something they enjoy and love and have always had that appreciation for. So and and now being a parent, I get I understand mm. how and why my dad has that because you know I'm 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 waiting for that moment when my son or my daughter have you know that opportunity to do something that they love and have a passion for and succeed and do well so I can have that and then hopefully that transition on to you know when they have children. See, my mom always since day one she was always supporting me with with my whole gaming stuff my dad was more like oh you're, you're really too old to play games you know um she was the one that helped me build my my first uh, arcade place in the Dominican republic and i had gamers from the city will go and and pay for 30 minutes to play or, or an hour what, um, what was the most popular game there uh, what, what uh mortal kombat and street fighter for super nintendo and sega genesis yeah that was really really popular at that time and that was like in the 90s, you know. And then my mom, I remember we were having a, a party for 2K Games in New York City. And I invited my mom and my sister to show up. And they came. And 
I got emotional because I was like, man, my mom never seen me like like this, you know. Um, and she she was really really proud, you know. And then the, my the whole thing with the Hall of Fame, my dad buying the newspaper, and he's like calling me all crying, and he's like, I don't know what you do, man. Man, but I'm proud. I'm proud. <laughs> you know, and still to this day, he still doesn't understand. But he's like, every time he's like a somebody like a friend of his shows up to, to hang out at the house, he's like, I'm proud of my son, man. Son, son, can you tell him what you do? Every single time. But he's super, super happy all the time, man. So I love it, man. It's it's cool. Well, the other dynamic is almost like that. Like with with you, Danny. I wonder if you have like a proud papa moment with like PD in Paris, you know, thinking about when you brought them on and you know what you obviously saw something in them, some potential. And now all these years later to see, you know, how you gelled. And I'm wondering if sometimes you, you know, it's hard to see if you, cause it was, if you don't think about it year in, year out. Yeah, but there was, there was a that. lot like that. Um, I mean, the first time, the moment for, for me at first was with Paris. Um, I, I want him to tell you the story, how we met. But the moment after this happened after that, you know, seeing him traveling to Microsoft for the first time, because they invited him for the event. And I see him, that person that interviewed me when I was there for the first time, the video that he got to see before he met me, he did the same exact thing because we, we helped each other, man. And that was like, to me, it was like a proud moment to me. I was like, man, I see the potential, man. He's like... I see it, man. Let me let me help him out. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. You know, I just, I love helping people, you know. So when I got to see him, Microsoft playing the game really early, I wasn't invited. He got invited. I was happy. I wasn't jealous. I was super happy. And Pete going to EA Games randomly, uh, and he never, <laughs> never recorded an interview, and he comes back excited, and he got content for us. Like, I was like, man, I see the potential, man. Like, this, this is the right, people to be part of my team and you know so um i know perhaps you want to say something about that but uh i well i guess i should tell the story how we met so was it 2005 or 2006 i can't remember it was up in that time frame somewhere i think it was 2006 i'm just sitting at home average gamer guy and i had been kind of hustling my way into e3 just even before that i've been coming to e3 since 2001 but just you know no media nothing i just you know, the, the hustle to drive. If they, I've always been the type, if I see something I want, I try to figure out how I'm going to get into it. Right. So, so 2005, 2006, I'm watching a video at home. And like he said, YouTube and all this stuff really didn't exist back then. And it was him and our other good friend, Chris Palladino on this, on this video at Microsoft for like Lord of the Rings or something. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like, Wow. Vague, vague, and I had been listening to Gamertag Radio at this point because he had just started it, you know, probably just hadn't even been out a year at this point. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. He got to go see this game at Microsoft. And I hit up my other friend that I would play video games with online. And I'm like, man, I want to do that too. He's like, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's start our own podcast, right? So we started our own podcast and it wound up being a disaster, but <laughs> the the thing that came out of that was I really respected Danny and Chris at that time because they were the podcast gaming podcast that I listened to. So I was like, let's reach out to them for tips. Maybe they'll give us some tips, help us get started, whatever. So we emailed Danny, we emailed Chris. Chris responds right away. We hop on, I think it was Skype or whatever it was at the time. 
like on a Saturday morning, he listened to our podcast, you know, shredded it to pieces, said what was good <laughs> about it, but gave me tips like, hey, matter of fact, the editing software I he's use like, to this I day. He's one suggestion. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. He gave, he gave me tips on how to edit all this kind of stuff, which, which was great. Never heard from Danny. Right. Weeks go by. Never heard from Danny. Right. So my other friend got upset and sent him a angry email. Instagram. Yeah. And when I found out, I'm like, dude, you can't do that. That's no, no, no. Why why are you going to piss this guy off? So I then emailed him like, look, I don't know what the guy, my friend said. I apologize. That's not how I roll. Da, 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 da. Well, Danny, it turns out was on vacation with his, with his girlfriend and he came back and he understood and whatever. And we were, we knew each other, but it wasn't, uh, we were chatty or anything like that. And then I think it had to have been 2007 that Medal of Honor, there was a Medal of Honor event out here in L.A., ironically enough, that we both got invited to. Because at, at this point, I had started another podcast called Uncle Gamer, and I was doing my own thing. And that's why he mentioned I went to that Microsoft event early 2007. But then we met the summer of 2007 at uh, this Medal of Honor event, and we kind of hit it off, and we were friends. And then from that point on, we were always friendly with each other. We'd always help each other. He'd give me advice. He was kind of like that big brother in podcasting for me to kind of point me in the right direction. And he'd give me advice. He's like, yo, don't be afraid to go ask for stuff. Don't be afraid. He's like, you got to get out of, out of your house and out there meeting people, shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, to get yourself out there. And, and it worked. And I was doing, we were literally doing our own separate things, but something like E3, kind of like when Khalif and Cicero were here now, it was kind of that dynamic where they were doing their own thing, but we'd help them out, you know? And Danny and I had that relationship. Eventually I met Pete and we were always real chummy, really good friends. We'd always been friends. And he'd said a key thing before. There was never jealousy. I was never jealous of anything that he got, any accolade he got, vice versa with me. It was always congrats. That's awesome. Like I remember I got a Bioshock interview or something that no one else got at the time. He's the first person to congratulate me on it. You know, and I said to him, like and I said to him, put exclusive <laughs> interview because nobody has yeah. it. Take, yeah. Be proud of that, man. That was like a huge achievement for you, man. You know, but the point is we had that dynamic for years, you know, like I said, from pro- 2007 till what was that? 2012. I came. Yeah. Because I had actually stopped podcasting because yeah. just life, career, all that. I kind of felt like I had done enough, seen enough. I was very happy with what I achieved. I was okay without doing it. It was fine. And then I don't even remember. Pete probably remembers the story better than I do, but for whatever reason, I remember, oh, it was Bioshock Infinite. I was like, oh, I'll come on there and talk about it with you guys and came on. And it was like, I had always been on that podcast for years because we're all friends and we had fun. They were getting feedback saying they really liked it. I came on again a second time mm-hmm. for some reason. It was a good time. And then I think a listener a listener was like, well, why don't you have him on all the time? And then Pete hits me. I remember this vividly. <laughs> Saturday. Pete, Pete hits me up o'clock. on a Saturday. I'm standing in Sports Chalet with my son on Facebook. Well, you going to join or what? And I sat there and thought about it. Why not? And I didn't even at the time. I was like, look, I don't want any pressure on me. I'll come on if I can. If I can, I won't come on. You know, just stuff like that. And next thing I know, they putting up press releases and saying I'm on and all this stuff. <laughs> Major and, announcement yeah. and everything. <laughs> and I joined. And I mean, the rest is just history because even though at that time I was hesitant to like fully commit myself, I mean, who was I fooling? You know, of course I was going to commit myself to this. That's because I think the one thing all three of us share is work ethic. You get nothing in this life 
sitting on your butt doing nothing. You got to go get it. If you want anything, you got to go get it. And that's just how all three of us think. So even in our group now, we're always trying to get that next thing, get that next interview, get that next game, just what, you know, whatever, you know, using whatever resources we have. And I think the one great thing that happened is I went on my own, but like Danny didn't have to help me get to where I was in podcasting. And I decided to not podcast on my own. So when I did join them, it was never a thing of I was trying to get something from them. It, it was never that. It was never about ego or I wanted the status or anything like that. It was just like I'm friends with because even when I stopped podcasting, we were still friends. We were still talking and, mm-hmm. you know, doing all that stuff. So it was and I even remember I think Pete came out here for an event or something. And I just came and hung out with him because that's my friend. You know, Mm -hmm. so when we all decided to get together, I think one of you even said form like Voltron or something crazy like that. Oh, I I, uh, I did that. Yeah. During during the speech Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 But (laughs) it it just worked because, like I said, I think we've always been friends first versus a podcast is just a byproduct of what we do. Because, again, we have these conversations we have offline anyways. We just happen to hit turn on the recorder and have, you know, we argue. Honestly, this is the first time that us three were talking about this. We never. No, it's always just so been unsaid. Yeah, Larry, yeah, this is a podcast exclusive for <laughs> podcast junkies. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning. I guess I, I got to put exclusive yeah. on this. So, Paris, exclusive. one of the things you, you wow. mentioned was the fact that you got a this mentality of like, you know, I know I got if I want something, I got to go after it. I got I got to yeah. hustle for it. So, like, where'd you learn that though? From like, my mom. Yeah, from my mom because my mom my mom is the ultimate hustler. She's always been, and not in a bad way. It's just, you know, she was a single mom raising two kids and she made it work. You know, she did what she had to do to make it work. And I had a great life as a kid. St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And I I never went without as a kid. And and like I said, looking back now, I'm thinking, wow, she was a single mom doing all this. She, if there was something she wanted or she wanted to do, she did what she had to do to go get it. She worked hard, bust her tail to go get it. So, you know, I've always had that mentality of just even in my real life career as network engineer, all that. It's like, you know what? I want to be a network engineer. What do I need to do to be a network engineer? And you go do it. Mm -hmm. I want to be a podcaster. I want to be good at it. What do I need to do? I want to go to E3 and I want to, because I guess guess I'll tell this story real quick. So like one of my favorite games is Destiny, right? And I knew they were going to be here doing like some interviews and stuff, but it sounds like it was very limited on what the interviews were going to be. Sure enough, we go up there to the publisher to try and get an interview. They told us no, but you know, she left a little key details in there on, on how to actually find out where these, these people are. And we, we found out how, and we made it happen. And we did that interview because it's something I wanted to do. Yep. And we did it, you know, same, you know, it, and same goes for those guys. If there's something that we want to do, we figure out a way to get it done, you know? And I, and I just think that's the mentality you need to have where they be in podcasting, just life in general. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you need to break laws and do anything crazy like that. But, you know, just put in the effort. If you fail, like you mentioned earlier, if you fail, that's OK. Yeah. You try. I'd rather fail and try than to not try and always wonder what if. So that's how I look at it. Yep. Can uh, Peter, can you think of someone who's as you were growing up inspired you? Because because you guys have this this really this I've heard this a lot. I've, I mean, a couple of times already tonight, this idea of like not being jealous you know, not, not, you know, lifting each other up. And, and I'm wondering if, if that's something, that's something that's, I feel that's inherent in, in the three of you. And I'm wondering 
if that's something that someone taught you? I got <clears throat> I got the work ethic from my dad. I mean, my dad was um, my dad was a post office worker. I mean, he still is. I mean, Twenty five plus years he's been in the post office, which isn't easy work. You're in the hot sun day in day out, rain you know, like they say, rain, sleet, snow, whatever. You, the mail has to go through. Up at five a.m., coming home at six. You know, I I I learned that from him. You know, you're and 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 I lived a very comfortable life. You know, my you know my parents both worked. You know, full time jobs. I mean, my mom sometimes worked two time. You know, two jobs at a time to make sure that we all you know that 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 we lived and never needed. You know, mm-hmm. you know we went on vacations. You know, I I played three different sports growing up as a kid. Did martial arts the whole nine. I had everything I ever wanted. I was the only kid on the block with a TV and video game systems and anything and everything I ever wanted. My parents made sure I had the opportunity to have, you know, did they say no? Yes. You know, but that showed me that you can't just expect everything in life. And, you know, I, I did the, I did the normal kid things. I cut, you know, mowed lawns and washed cars yeah. to make money. Yeah. You know, yep. nothing, yeah. nothing in this world is free. And, and like he said, like Paris said, you put in the, you put in the time, the effort, worst they can do is say no. Something's the simplest thing is to ask. And, you know, this goes back to what Paris and Danny were saying about earlier today, um, when we had the opportunity to get that exclusive podcast, exclusive podcast exclusive (laughs) for call of duty. Yes. We happened by chance to see the PR for, for Activision. He was like, Hey, what's up guys? He's like, Hey, and Paris. As if he was just saying, hey, good morning, how are you? He was like, hey, you know, can we do an interview with one of the devs for Call of Duty? He's like, yeah, sure, let me go ask. And as simple as that, had we just been like, okay, well, they already said no, we're not going to have, you know, it, it, we're, it's not going to happen, and walked away after saying hello, we never would have had the opportunity. And all it took for him was to say, hey, can, yep. we, get an, can we get an interview? And but the it. reason that happened was because this particular PR person, I had established a relationship yeah. with him back in 2007, mm-hmm. and, and it has carried on. Here into 2016. Yep. So it's okay for me to ask him that because he will be perfectly honest with me and tell me yes or he will tell me no. And if he tells me no, all right, I'll try again next time. And it's fine. Never give up. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's a, a pretty nice way to, to wrap it up. Uh, I'll do a quick lightning round if whoever wants to jump in. Okay. Think about something really quick that uh, not someone, most people don't know about you. I listen to a lot of politics podcasts. I take a break from big gaming and I just listen to political stuff, man. You know, so change of pace. Very. <laughs> I watch the Westminster dog show every year. <laughs> <laughs> when I found that out, I was dying. I was like, are you for real? Oh, no, it's like clockwork. Like it, once that show comes on, <laughs> pop on the couch. Don't bother me. Leave me alone for three hours. I'm watching the hound. I'm watching the hounds. But is it going to be a beagle? Is it going to be a Basenji? Who won last year? Uh, depending on which, depending on which breed. Okay. Wow. He's deep with this, man. Parish, you got to top that. German Shepherd, by the way. I think I gave mine away already. As people, people don't know I'm actually a very shy person. All right. Well, you already used that. So there's something else. (laughs) Yeah. Something else. (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to, I want to move my family to Europe and I want my kids to get a European education and people think I'm crazy when I say that, but I would really love to do that because I think. One of the best things that ever happened to me was joining the United States Navy. And I spent three years living in Japan 
and I got to see the entire world and it really helped make me who I am today. And I would love my kids to have a similar opportunity. So put them in the armed forces. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Danny, thank you so much for the opportunity to come here and do this. I had a a blast talking to you guys. (laughs) Cool peeps, man. Cool peeps. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. It's a lot of fun. All right. Thanks. So as always, something interesting, something to try out, something to experiment, something to share with you guys. I wanted to make sure I had that intro recorded as I was getting there to capture the emotions. I think I probably would have liked to record more if I if I had the chance. But what I learned was that I was actually going to be using the studio equipment at CBS Radio, which was even better because you don't have to worry about anything there. And you just literally sit in the chair. This is like a podcaster's dream, right? You sit in the chair and there's, no, there's not even a record button to press. I think they're just constantly recording. Uh, the the technician who was there for Danny's show was there as well. So Danny recorded his segment, day two of E3, the gaming convention. And then we came on afterwards, and it was me, Danny, uh, PD, and, and Paris. And uh, that was the conversation you just heard. And it was it was exciting, guys. It was It was just really exciting to have that feeling that you're in the 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 chair in this in CBS radio and you're conducting an interview and talk about putting like an intention about what about what you want the show to be or where it could go I like I like what I like what I created there in terms of manifesting something as a start of something even bigger because in the past I would have manifested myself pretending I'm in my uh, home office that I'm in the studio and now I'm shooting my first interview. So why not extrapolate that out further into a bigger picture? I got a smile on my face again as I record this outro as I did with the intro. So it's, it was fun, uh, fun times. And uh, I'm glad you guys got to learn a little bit more about his co-host. I know we talked with Danny, but I couldn't resist this opportunity. Because we got to know Petey and Paris, but also because I want to demonstrate to you what's possible. And if you've been doing a podcast already, mix things up, get out of your comfort zone, expand the, the, the people, the friendships, the circles, so that you're putting yourself in environments you normally wouldn't be in. And as a result, see what happens. I'm looking forward to podcast movements. So many cool things are going to happen as a result of that as well. And uh, I'm, I was just really happy to, to share this with you. And, and I hope you enjoy this as well. Give me some feedback. This is something different. I know I always ask for feedback on this one, but just let me know what you thought about it. I really want to thank Danny again for giving me the opportunity. He's such a humble guy. I'd like you to understand what a genuine, genuine heart this, this guy has. And to see the success he has, it, when they tell you that it couldn't have come to someone, anyone that's more deserving, that that's who they're talking about, Danny Pena. So I'm really glad to even spend some more time with him and get to call him a friend and to know his, uh, his equally generous and open-hearted co-hosts. So I, I'm just happy I've got these new new friends that, uh, again, it's because of my podcast. So we are a member of the Podcastica Network. We're doing some fantastic stuff there. 
And uh, by the time this episode is out, then you will have heard my guest appearance if you listen to Game of Microphones. And uh, I'm happy to Jason for giving me that opportunity. We went there and we went there. <laughs> well, I keep thinking, and I've got this studio thing in my mind. So I'm like, oh, we went to the studio. No, well, we recorded a Skype session through him and I and Duncan. And uh, if, you, if you're a Game of Thrones fan like I am, then it was an awesome opportunity to geek out on someone else's podcast. I did it in the past last year with uh, Walking... It was for the Walking Dead show, but I did it for a special uh, episode they had where they reviewed um, Old Boy, which is one of my favorite movies. You should check that out. So yeah, Podcastica. We just like to keep it in the family and, and look for ways to lift each other higher. So check out podcastica.com. Music is by... In, uh, music. <laughs> I'm a little uh, uh, funky here. Because um, I have my notes. It's funny, I have my notes for my outro, and sometimes I read them literally and I forget to have them just as talking points. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. If you have not done so already, subscribe to the show. I think uh, at some point I'm going to make this a bit of, of a, a coordinated effort where I ask people to subscribe and review within a span of time. So... Uh, if you want to hold off for that, that's fine. I totally understand. But what you can do is actually tell a friend. You know, tell a friend about the show. I've had some new guests come that, that have been on the show. They've introduced me to future guests. I'm talking to you, Joe. And because of Joe, I know Rob, who just came out, Rob Lawrence, which was last week's episode. If you missed it, host of the Inspirational Creatives, please check him out. He's a fantastic interviewer, guys. So please, if you missed that one, go check that one out. That's episode 95. I'm continuing my social media blitz on Snapchat, Harry Duran on Anchor. I believe it's just Harry Duran there. And uh, Instagram, Podcast Junkies. And and what happens is I tie them all together into one theme. And then I finish up on, on Facebook Live. I just saw some tips. I read some tips about uh, better ways to hold a Facebook Live uh, conference, video, what do you call it? A Facebook Live event. And so I'm going to be tweaking that as well. I love the engagement I have. I've been testing different times and I hope you can join us on one of them and, and give your feedback. It's so, so much more fun when I get to share these times with you. And just like I do with this podcast, I, I sincerely feel that I'm, I'm here sharing my time with you. And you, more importantly, you're sharing your time with me. And I never get tired of saying, I thank you. I never get tired of saying how grateful I am for your listenership and for all the new fans who are listening, I see the downloads are increasing, which is always a good thing. So that means there's new folks. I ran into a couple online the past couple of weeks, and I can't wait to meet a whole bunch more. So countdown to 100. The Chase Reeves uh, interview is in the bag, and it was phenomenal. So you're going to have to stay tuned for that. How's that for an open loop? Okay, you made it this far. Retention hashtag. Since there's three three hosts, we'll go with three X gamers. Hashtag three X G A M E R S, and then tag uh, gamer tag radio tag podcast underscore junkies. Let us know you made it this far, and give a shout out to the folks if you really enjoyed the episode. And thanks to Danny for allowing me to record this really special episode at CBS Radio, which I imagine is only a sign of things to come. Have a fantastic week day our minutes live each one 
as it's as if it's your last uh, minute, last day. Always makes life that much more entertaining. See you next week, guys. Or talk to you next week. Ciao.